0: welcome to the get it done podcast um the podcast where i well because it's season two season one it was completely focused on me um season two we are um i am focusing on other business owners um i am an all natural plant-based licensed esthetician my name is erin i should have started with that um and i am talking to business owners um i am hearing their stories i'm talking to business owners that i've absolutely Um, have no clue of who they are, um, what they do. Um, I am interested. I'm absolutely in love with business and the story of the business owner. We all go through a journey. We all have a story to tell. Um, So I just like to hear how people got to where they are. My story is is interesting as it is. Um, So I want to hear everybody else's. Um, Today's guest, I do know her first name. Her name is Morgan. Um, I'm going to add her on stage now. Hi.
1: Hi, Morgan.
0: Happy Tuesday. How are
1: you? I'm doing great. I'm really excited that my dogs decided to start barking as soon as I They want to say hi, too. He does I love being on camera. We'll see if he wants to make an (laughs) appearance or if it's just going to be a little ghost bark in the background.
0: (laughs) How funny. (laughs) So I'll allow you to introduce yourself, your business. What do you do?
1: Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Morgan. I am a yoga teacher. I'm also a business coach for healers, such as yoga teachers. I teach them how to make passive income streams online and how to scale their existing business in alignment with their energy. And there's a lot more to that story of how I found myself on this path, but that's the nutshell version.
0: (laughs) And how did you get there? What is your story? That's why we're here. (laughs) That's why we're here, stretch it out. Yeah, not the
1: nutshell, the whole tree. Um, So I first, uh, when I turned 18, went to college, didn't like it, dropped out, moved to Seattle, got a job at a bank and worked there for two years i was robbed at gunpoint three times eventually was like you know i don't know if i need to get like robbed for a living so i went back was to college. It because you
0: worked at the bank i mean they were because i worked
1: you? in the bank yeah yeah not just like in the world but no i was how at the crazy. Bank and it was part of the job we actually had extensive training for how to get robbed and this was 20 years ago so i'm sure it's different now I'm but sure. yeah it was like 100 percent part of the job was having someone stick a gun in your face and say give me all your money Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) So eventually, I went back to school. Once I realized, like, oh, these are the types of jobs you get without a college degree. I got an English uh, degree after a couple of years, and then I graduated at the height of the recession back in 2008. I had been working at that point four different jobs while supporting myself through college, um, including bookkeeping, uh, which I had I had some experience, you know, working with money, and then just taught myself QuickBooks. And got some bookkeeping jobs. And that led me into a corporate career working in high-level corporate accounting with my English degree. Makes perfect sense. (laughs) Um, So I ended up working for a variety of different industries. I worked in the surf industry. I worked in PR. I worked in the machine shop industry. Every all these places need bookkeepers, right? And bookkeeping is a great job. Everyone needs it. Um, And then I started going away. It's, you're gonna always want to take out of your <laughs> money, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I I I eventually got in with a logistics company startup, um, the kind of company that like Amazon would hire to help with like, okay, where where are we gonna keep all this stuff? How are we gonna get it? You know, shipped to you? How are we gonna get it shipped? We especially focused on cross border stuff. And I promise that's all I'll say about it because it is as boring as you think it is. (laughs) But I was able to work there for about seven years, working my way up the ladder. And I learned a lot about how to build a business because this was a startup. So uh, the one thing I didn't like about it is I was making rich white dudes richer and whiter. And that was just not where my heart was at. So I had gotten into yoga somewhere around that same time as I got the job. A friend had invited me to go. I was coming off a bad injury. I'd broken a foot. And I had to be in a cast for six months. I gained a bunch of weight. I was super depressed. I was super anxious. And like I was just a hot mess in my early 20s. So my friend said, hey, I love Bikram. It really helps me. Why don't you come to class? And Bikram is, for those of you who don't know, is a very, very hot style of yoga. It's super intense. And you get really addicted to it real fast if your body <laughs> responds to the heat. So I bought a 10-pack of classes. I started going one week uh, one day after the other. And by the time I got to the 10th class, I was totally obsessed with yoga, but I had also deeply injured myself. Once again, I had torn my obliques, which like is really hard to do. (laughs) So this was painful. What's that? Painful. It was, you know, I did it during yoga and it was kind of like this pop when it happened. I wouldn't say it was painful in the moment. The pain came with how my body compensated in the months afterwards, once I realized like how badly I'd hurt myself. So I really loved the effects that yoga gave me, except for the grievous injury. And I knew there was something else to it. So I started looking into more restorative and healing forms of yoga besides the Bikram style. And I found a studio right around the corner from my little place in Santa Barbara. And I started going one day and then the next day. And before I knew it, I'd been there every day for a year. (laughs) And I'd gone to visit my mom in San Francisco. And I was kind of crying about like, you know, midlife or quarter life crisis. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm working for this logistics company. And she was like, mom, or no, she didn't call me mom. She was like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm your mommy. Like, I know you. And what I've watched you do is get really into yoga. Have you ever thought about doing a teacher training? And I said, "Um, you know what? I have thought about it. They're actually starting next week at the studio. I just don't know how to afford it." And my mom was like, "I'll pay for it." And Aww. so she funded my first. I know really It's a good good mommy act. like yes, yeah, so go in this direction. Um, so I this first training I did was a six month program, which is kind of rare, especially now in the yoga world. Usually, you're working for or you're in in a teacher training for about two months. Uh, they really push it through really quickly and so this gave me a lot of time to integrate the yoga lifestyle and philosophy into my day-to-day life and as it as it does for many yogis i started to see parts of my world that just were not serving me and one of those things was working in this corporate startup super patriarchal uh, atmosphere where yes i was making enough money to like afford a mortgage in santa barbara but at what cost, right? At the cost of my own soul. It was like the literal definition of selling out. So um, eventually I got laid off from that job and it was like the best day ever. The HR rep was crying. (laughs) I had a big smile on my face. I'd seen it coming. I'd saved up a bunch of money and they gave me a fat severance package And I I hired a business coach with that severance package because I knew I do not want to work for anyone else ever again. I don't want someone to determine how much money I can make. I don't want to have to beg for a 3% raise year over year. I don't want to have to ask permission to travel and go on vacation. I don't want anyone else to have authority over my life. I want freedom. So uh, I hired this business coach. She said, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, I want to teach yoga full time. I really love working. Um, at that point, my private clients in, in yoga were usually people who'd had some sort of really grievous injury, which, as I mentioned, just two of the grievous injuries that I've had. <laughs> so I had a good relationship to how to have this really patient healing process, as well as how to bring in a spiritual aspect to the healing process through the yoga practice, Right. Using healing as an excuse to get deeper into your body, rather than just ignoring the pain and pushing through it, we use pain as a message and use that message to know where we need to move energy, both in our bodies and in our lives. So I would take these like six month long, uh, you know, clients who had, you know, one had been in a terrible bike accident, had broken multiple bones, another had had a really traumatic birth. And that's who I really wanted to work with. But the hard part I was having was charging enough money because I would have done it for free because I loved it. And so, but I, I need it. I needed to make my mortgage, right? So that's why I hired the business coach to help me set my rates, create a business plan and create a marketing strategy in order to attract the clients that I wanted to work with and to uh Get paid. <laughs> yeah, that's work. the point of it. It's the point of it. Yeah. Well, the the point of it is is to to spread healing, and the it's way one we express the value is that is by paying for it, right? Yes. Yeah. But when you're running a business, you gotta make some money. Otherwise, it's a hobby, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, um, so I had attracted my first client who paid me a thousand bucks within a few days of hiring that business coach before I'd even paid her, and I was like, oh yeah, I can do this, and I was like, and I was off <laughs> and running. What I didn't account for is I could only work with a handful of clients at a time. And I had to work with a certain type of clientele, one that made a lot of money so that they could afford me, right? Because I couldn't route my work through insurance. I'm not a licensed medical professional. So I needed someone who could afford to pay, you know, like over a thousand dollars a month for the level of care that I was providing. Most people in the world don't have that. And that was frustrating for me as a healer who's trying to bring, you know, um, equanimity to the world to know that I could only work with rich people. (laughs) And it kind of felt like I was back in this box from the corporate world of like, I'm just helping the rich people here. And that's not what I came here to do. I came here to make healing equitable for everyone. So um, once I realized that I worked with my business coach and she said, well, look, even if you could afford, if you were like privately wealthy and you could afford to work with people for free, the reality is working one-on-one with people, you can only work with a handful of people a year. That's just the reality of the energy output that it takes In order to really build that type of business um, and not burn out so but there was another option which was to teach other yoga teachers what i was doing and then i could like a tree kind of spread out my healing where if i can teach one other yoga teacher here's how you do this and she helps you know four people and then that's just going to like spread out this reach even further right so um and i also had the confirmation other yoga teachers noticed the success i was having and they asked me for advice about you know how are you finding these private clients how are you making your life work how are you paying this expensive mortgage so i created a business coaching program just working one-on-one with teachers who would approach me um and ask you know how do how do i do what you're doing and i would say well you hire me and i'll teach you how to do it we'll do it together so that just led to me creating a whole host of online courses where I teach people, it's I've expanded from yoga teachers. I've worked with a lot of doctors who are sick of the Western medical way of doing business, but want to still offer their healing knowledge. I've worked with a lot of therapists in the same boat. They're just burnt out from having to see 10 patients a day um, in order to make their life work. Uh, I've worked with, you know, Reiki healers, I've worked with sound healers, I've worked with just the whole gamut of, of uh, spiritual healers in the world. And I've been doing that now for eight years. Right. Um, it's been a real joy. And uh, and I can tell you more about the ups and downs with that journey, but that is that is the, the bigger nutshell. Right. <laughs> the the story. Story.
0: <laughs> so I love to hear like the, I guess the journey that we go through as business owners, like you start in one place and then you end up here because of whatever reason. I love that um, once you found yourself, maybe not with your back up against the wall, well, kind of, but not really. Um, but once you recognize, okay, with this, I can only do so much. Um, and then that—that's when in business. That's the fun part of business because we have to figure out, okay, where do I go from here? Um, what is it that like will take me for, to do this, to do that? What? How did you feel like in that space? Did it take you a while? What did you do to like transform to like get the idea of? You know, kind of changing, but still staying in the same lane.
1: Um, Erin, I felt incredibly overwhelmed.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I had a million perfect, brilliant ideas all at the same time. And I had no idea re- where to point my arrow. And so what I realized, what I've learned for myself and what I teach to my clients is when you have a million ideas, first of all, not all of them are yours. Sometimes you're just the satellite for other ideas that are floating through that are meant to pass through you to someone else. So not every brilliant idea is your responsibility to bring it to fruition. You gotta give ourselves a break for all the things that we don't do. Um, But I also learned more about human design in order to tap into my, my deep intuition for my own individual body to learn, okay, how do I make decisions? because I can't trust my heart. I got a big open heart. It wants to do everything and love everyone. And that's just not possible. <laughs> I can't trust my head. I got a million thoughts in here. Most of them aren't mine. I can't trust, no no decision should be made in the head. But I, with the sacral authority in human design, I can trust my gut. And that's not true for everyone, but I can trust my sacral and I've learned how to have a conversation with it or I can ask it yes or no questions. And it'll say, uh-huh, let's do that. Or it'll say, uh-uh, girl, what are you thinking? <laughs> but that's not easy. Very clear. Um, so that's that's the, the feeling of overwhelm of just like writing down list after list of everything I want to build and then asking myself the questions going down the list. Is this what I want to work on today? Is this an idea for me or should I just cross it off the list? Um, so just learning how to like get all those thoughts out of my head, really examine them, feel on a somatic level okay, what direction do I need to go today? Like right now, right? Not making decisions for my future self, but just prioritizing for myself. And through that, I've been able to build two websites. I've expanded my clientele to work with thousands of people all over the world. And I've, I've given myself permission to be patient with my business even as it grows yes, and scales because we do have to be patient it is we a, do a have to be patient it is a slow growth no matter <laughs> what there's no overnight success it just feels true. that way
0: <laughs> yes um and what did you do to gain your clientele to add on to your
1: new idea so i get clientele from uh, our clientele i get clientele from three different places i get them from referrals so my very first client was a, a friend of a neighbor. She actually lived in the same condo complex in Santa Barbara as I did. And when my neighbor heard that I was doing this work, she just she was one of those super connectors who was like, oh, you have to meet this person. And she connected us and it all worked out beautifully from there. How about- did she hear about it? I because of, she was a good friend of mine and I was just telling her like oh, oh I just got laid off but I'm going yeah yeah she she was actually so I had gone through another injury and I torn my ACL and was like bed bound for weeks and couldn't even like walk like to the you know mailbox um, but I had a dog so she would come and walk my dog so like twice a day for months. So we became very close just from, you know, her own angelic soul helping me out. But then when I told her, you know, what was going on with the job and what I wanted to do, she just immediately wanted to connect me with anyone in her her network who she thought it would be mutually beneficial, right? Um, So referrals, still probably about 30 to 40% of of my clients find me through other people. Um, I was finding them through my public yoga classes, which I used as a marketing funnel, just like doing live events like this. Standing up in front of any audience, whether it's, you know, a workshop at a corporation, whether it's, you know, a yoga class that you're teaching, it's an opportunity to put my energy out there. And then I can trust that my aura will attract the people who want to work with me. Um, And then most of the people come to me through social media or through SEO, through YouTube and through my website, Um, especially through a wet meditation app called Insight Timer. There's uh, I have a a video on YouTube. My most popular video is how I make five figures a month using the meditation app Insight Timer, which includes passive income because you get paid for your meditations. Every time someone listens to it, you get royalties, but it's also a great marketing funnel for healers. Because the audience there, they're looking for people to help them with spiritual and physical ailments, as opposed to like Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, where a lot of people are just looking for distraction. People go to meditation apps in order to look for genuine healing. So it's easier to connect with people who are both working in the healing world and need advice from me to find more clients or to connect with people who want to hire me as a healer, as a life coach, to help them through a transition phase in their life. I think yes. that answered the question, but I forgot what it was in all that talk.
0: <laughs> it, was, it was how did you um, find your clientele, but yes, <laughs> you
1: did. Great. What are you grateful for today? Oh, I love that question so much. <laughs> um, I'm grateful for my best friend, Devin, on the East Coast. I'm grateful for my best friend, Robbie, who lives in Joshua Tree. None of my besties live near me right now, which is very sad for me, but I am just wake up so grateful for the internet that I can easily connect with like everyone in the world almost immediately. Um, I'm grateful for my dog Spike who is very kindly keeping quiet now that we've gotten into (laughs) the swing of things. Um, And I'm grateful for the mountains. I've been an ocean girl for most of my life. I spent most of my life in Santa Barbara. I lived there for 20 years. And I'm currently uh, in Tahoe for ski season. Oh, so nice. I'm really grateful to have that like mountain energy and I get to Ooh, ski and I know all so the time. Oh, it's so pretty there. So gorgeous. I love <laughs> it. I love the air. Um I love just you know being 20 minutes away from a mountain and and skiing and go skiing during the week. So yeah, I'm grateful for all those things. Ooh, I'd love yes. to know from you though. What are you grateful for? What
0: am I grateful for today? Good question. Um I am grateful that I am God's baby first. Mm-hmm. I am grateful too for my friends. Like friends just um make life better. Like, and these are people that we weren't born into these relationships. So we get to uh choose and pick and decline and let go if it doesn't work out. Um but they just make things better. They make things worth it. <laughs> um And I am grateful for a home that I love, that I absolutely love. I'm grateful for work that I absolutely love. Like, not everybody is doing work that they love. So I'm extremely grateful for that. I thank God for it every day, literally. So a few things that I'm grateful for.
1: (laughs) I love that. It is such a privilege to do work that we love. And it used to be, I would wake up with, like, four alarms. I would have to have a whole pot of coffee just to force myself out the door to sit and put spreadsheets all day. Right? (laughs) I get home. I I mean, I lived in Santa Barbara, so there wasn't too much traffic. And I could ride my bike most days. So I did, I wasn't I am grateful for that (laughs) that part of it. But I did live in LA for a few years. So I know I know those feels. Um, But now I wake up easily at 4 a.m. No alarms ever. I teach yoga nice. at, like, 5 in the morning, and it's I'm just, like, in the best mood all day. Mm-hmm. I do have to go to sleep really early, though. That's the one thing. Mixed <laughs> dating yeah, a little Yeah, get a
0: bit four <laughs> because there's no way. I'm, like, dreaming nice and comfy. But one thing that I did do um, once I quit my job, I gave myself a couple of things that um, I would give to myself. So what I gave myself is my morning. So usually I don't work. I don't start work until... 11. Um, well, I don't take clients until 11 unless it's like something special. Um, I wear what I want and I don't do things that I don't want to do. <laughs> like, if I don't absolutely love it, I don't do it. Pro- providing services that I don't enjoy doing, I take them off my service list. Um, I forgot my
1: point to that, but. <laughs> Well, I want to add on to one thing you said, which is wearing what you want, because that's another yes. form of freedom that I just hated. Yes. I worked in, you know, I worked at In N Out. I've worked service industry jobs, and I would get bitched at so much about what I was wearing. Like one time I had like a green bra under my in and out top and like the manager was <laughs> such a mean girl about it and i was like sorry i made a mistake and forgot my white bra but she like made me feel so bad like i was like you know just the jezebel of the world or something yeah
0: because all these rules and in addition to me having to ask another human another adult that i i'm paying bills and everything else just like you and in addition to having to ask you can i have a day off to handle personal things in my life and you still Mm -hmm. tell me no. (laughs) In addition to that, I have to wear what you want me to wear. Like I have to look a certain way that, that is, you know, outside of what I'm comfortable with wearing. Like I just want to wear jeans and t-shirts or shorts and t-shirts. Like I just want to be comfortable. So um, it's just, it's just, it's a, I'm I'm grateful to, be in a position to not have to wear what somebody tells me to wear (laughs) or if they don't agree with what i have on, i have to go home or you know like (laughs) what i'm not gonna get paid because you don't like that my skirt is right above my knee or i don't know it's just all these weird things that come with working a job that has nothing to even do with the job so
1: yeah it's crazy yeah yeah, we put a lot of judgment on what we put on our bodies. And it's just a form of patriarchal control, right? Mm-hmm. Like they say it's a sign of respect, like show up to court and wear like a suit and whatever. And it's like, no, these are meat suits. All this is fake. All of this, yes. is, none of this is real. Especially but- if your
0: heart is bad. The stuff that's coming out of your mouth is like, what? But you're mad that I have curly hair on my ponytail? <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's you're mad I'm not how today? Like- <laughs> yeah, so... Um, a little fun. So I have five words. I'm going to just list off the five words and then whatever comes to your mind, um, you say, um, the first word is peace. Love. That's so funny because that was what I was thinking. Um, (laughs) so. Spirit. Um, friendship. Love. Business.
1: Badass. (laughs)
0: period, um, home, comfort, nice, that was, that's a little fun thing that I do, um, with
1: all the sessions, (laughs) I love it, I love that love came up twice,
0: (laughs) (laughs) the, uh, idea for this podcast is to um, I work with a lot of people. I see a lot of people. I talk to a lot of people. And most people, we were talking about um, being able to, you know, make these decisions on our own concerning our work and all of these things. Um, but the uh, the way that we were able to do it because we were feared. At the end of it, at the core of it, is because we lacked the fear. Or maybe if the fear wasn't there, we still did it with the fear. Um, and a lot of people have the fear and they don't act upon it because they're so scared. Um, So what do you have to say to the girl that wants to start the business, that wants to quit her job or that wants to still have a job but start the business or have all these creative ideas but she's so scared to do it? um, What would you say to her?
1: So this is a lot of the work that I do with every single one of my clients. There is a fear of failure, but there's also a fear of success. And so they just get themselves in this tizzy of like, not only is this not going to work. But if it works, it's going to suck. So <laughs> we got to kind of look at that mindset and figure out, OK, where's the root of this? First of all, who's the first person who told you that you didn't get to have what you wanted? And this usually goes back to some childhood stuff. I've had clients tell me about not getting picked in dodgeball or, you know, all these really traumatic moments, not getting the Christmas present that you want. Things that really hurt as a child that as yeah. an adult, you're like, you know, maybe hold over on to it. Wait but yeah. but your your body remembers what it feels like to like i don't deserve this i'm not worthy if you had you know abusive parents who didn't support you who made fun of you for trying anything if you had a bully at school or in your family like all all of us have relationships like this in our life we all have these things we have to unlearn as an adult, but you have to look to where it initially started. And this is where we get some energy work involved in this situation, because we can go back to those moments in you know the, the grand nonlinear realm of time and tell that child, like, hey, this person's lying to you. You're actually awesome. You have a great imagination. All your dreams are going to come true. It's just a matter of time. Yep. So we got to first look at, OK, who's telling you you don't get to have what you want? And then we've also got to look at the fear of success. Well, what do you think is going to happen if this thing that you want to do really works, right? And you hear everything from like something I had to work on myself is I'm going to have stalkers because I have had stalkers. I've had very popular blogs. I've had people show up at my work multiple times and it's weird. I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, it is weird. So it's like, that's kind of the worst case scenario is if I put myself out there, people are going to feel like I owe them something and they're not going to ask my permission. They're going to try to take something from me that I don't want to give them. Right. Or I'm going to get burnt out. I'm going to end up in the same situation I'm already in where I'm putting forth too much energy, not getting enough of energy back from you know the output that I'm giving. And it's going to lead to me feeling like, you know, exhausted all the time. And then I'm not going to be able to do anything because I'm going to get sick. Right. Um, So that fear of success is like, well, let's, let's give that worst case scenario space to exist as, you know, a fear response, not anything that's happening in reality because fear is false evidence appearing real. Right. And fear is never based in reality. Um, But it's that lizard brain that we all have. That's like, I will do anything to protect this body. And I, I will do it illogically. I will do it in a way that doesn't make sense, right? So right. it's like, I'm I'm scared of putting myself out there, but I know if I don't, I'm gonna be depressed because I'm not expressing my truth. I'm not expressing my creativity. So once you look at both of those things, now we have to go into, all right, what's the reality of what it's gonna take to get this done? And let's make it as fun as possible. Let's make this whole process as joyful as possible Because if you hate any of it, it is going to suck and it's not gonna get you where you need to be. So let's create, you don't have to follow the same model as anyone else, but we will look at you know the models that have worked for what you're trying to do to get you there. And then we're gonna put together an action plan to make you money doing something that you love to do that is most importantly going to help other people. And I don't care if, if you're a writer, if that's writing a book, of course, writing books help other people, right? Paintings, paintings aren't, incre- anything creative is incredibly healing. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you're talking about going to war, which I'm not sure anyone in this podcast is like, that's my market. That's my business. Um, (laughs) No, this is all about putting positive, productive energy into the world where we can guide people closer to healing, right? And sometimes that means doing some pencil pushing. So we need to bring joy even to paying taxes, right? When I do my taxes, I sit down with a giant mimosa, I put on some reggae, I light a joint, and I have a great (laughs) time doing my taxes.
0: You get to do your taxes. That I is a thing. Yes. <laughs> How cute. <laughs> that was great advice to the girl who is scared to just start. Like just do it. Um what are you working on? Or are you even working on, um, because I know for me this year, and a lot of people that I talk to as well, this year is more about building on what I have. So is there something that you're like working on specifically that you are comfortable with sharing? Absolutely. Um. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So um, I am working on a book. I actually, Mm -hmm. I already have it written. I'm just doing the formatting right now. So that's one of the big things I'm working on. It's called Manifestation Magic. And it's um, half just the story of mine and my clients and how we get shit done, in other words, come <laughs> 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 um, true. And then it's half just a, a workbook of tools that I've used, um, different various forms of list and productivity tools. And it's designed especially for people with ADHD or people who are on the neurodivergent spectrum who just have a hard time getting shit done. They don't have natural executive function. Unless they're really passionate about something and hyper-focusing on it, they're always going to be chasing dopamine. So it's basically, it's a workbook of dopamine boosting activities in order to make it obvious what you're supposed to be doing and to make it easy for you to actually do it. Um, So the book is one thing. I also have a a telegram group that I started uh, for a small monthly fee. Some people sign up for a year in advance. where every month we have a three-day manifestation challenge, and then we have weekly check-ins to help people stay accountable to their goals. So that's something I'm I'm looking forward to. I've had about 20 people in there right now, and it's something that I would love to blow up and have just like hundreds of people in there because it's so powerful having community support for what you're trying to manifest And also these communities, like you just end up with like-minded souls and we help each other make our manifestations happen. Like my clients hire each other all the time or refer people to each other. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) And the third thing is I have a small group coaching program called the Art of Abundance that one I keep smaller, it's fewer than 10 people and it's a monthly subscription. We meet twice a week and I offer business coaching in a more affordable way. If you can't quite afford my one-on-one. Uh, this way you can still work with me and my community in order to build your healing business and especially focusing on passive income streams and uh, and big wins. We like big wins in that group.
0: <laughs> nice, 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 nice. I just got into, um, and I wish I would have did this when I first started, but I just got into um, subscription services. Um, it's a complete game changer and it helps my clients a lot because it allows them to come in and receive the services for less than what they will be paying just for a monthly service
1: um I'm sorry Uh-oh. it's that's yeah no it's I I used to do like three to six six month programs but I went to the monthly subscription model because some of my clients needed me for years and some of them just needed me for a couple of months yeah I, I can have my own they get that without it but you just don't know, right? Yeah. So exactly to your point. It's like you I want to be able to offer something in a way that will benefit my target market without um over delivering or under delivering, right? And the timing of it, like I'm not in control of that. They're in control of that. Yep. <laughs> I love it.
0: Um so every now and then I get into a space because this is being a business owner in my mind, we have to stay super creative, super innovative, Um, but sometimes I'm just like, I get into like a funk (laughs) of like, okay, the creativity isn't flowing. Um, do you get into those moments? And if so, what do you do to get out of them?
1: (laughs) Uh, I absolutely do 100%. And the way that I get out of them is I don't even try to force myself through it. I used to, I used to be like, I'm going to redesign this website today, no matter how I'm feeling. Today's the day I said I was going to do it. Um, No, I started working with my own natural rhythms. I work with my personal cycle, and I work with the cycle of the moon and the stars and the planets um, in order to understand where is my best pocket of creativity. And especially as someone with ADHD, I've got a different brain type. My brain functions so differently. So I have about three days a month. I can get done in everything I need to in those (laughs) three days for whatever I'm trying to grow, right? I'll yes. get a, a landing page done. I'll create a whole marketing and like a campaign and automate everything. And then I get to coast the rest of the month where coasting is I need to take really good care of myself and be disciplined, not in like a punishment way, but in a like, no, I, I need to commit to doing the things that I know best serve me. Um, so for me, that's yoga, that's um, going for a bike ride or skiing, somehow moving my body quickly through space, journaling, meditation, uh, feeding myself healthy food. And talking to my friends and and my mentors and my coaches, right? Reaching out to them, having daily check ins with my my deep, you know, my closest circle of like, here's what today is like. But it's important to remember because like sometimes I have months of like I don't want to do anything, yes. and I built my business where I have a couple income streams that are automated, so I, I don't have to. So that's it you know, easier. It makes it it gives me freedom. It makes yes. it so much easier. But those plateaus. Are a really natural part of building a business you get to the top of the mountain look around don't rush to the next mountain take a moment take in the view honor what you've built right really celebrate it that's what the plateau is all about really celebrating what you've built and then i have
0: to learn that because i'm hard. just like i
1: just gotta keep going <laughs> i'm not there yet <laughs> well this is why the first question i ask my coaching clients during our meetings is what are you celebrating today Because if you start from that place of what you're celebrating, and it can be small. It can be like, I took a shower. Good job. That is (laughs) something to celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's big. You know, I signed a client. I got married, whatever. Um, But there's always something to celebrate. But you need to get yourself into that vibrational energy of like, I like what I'm doing and I'm looking forward to it and it's worth it in order to build the next thing. If you're not honoring what you've already built, it makes it that much harder to build the next thing because then you're just chasing that desire of having done something instead of enjoying the process of creating, right? It's like the means justifying the ends versus the ends justifying the means. If you're not enjoying the process, what's the point?
0: Yes. Why are you doing that? That is huge. There's no way that I can do work. I mean, because I have friends and people that I talk to that... Um, do work that they absolutely hate every day of their life like how are you doing it like what's the point like you're doing this just to pay bills girl I'll go get me a motorhome or I mean like (laughs) (laughs) just to pay the bills to be I just don't agree with being miserable every day all day like we're at work so many hours in the day so many so much time of our life is being spent Mm -hmm. on our work and to do work that I hate for a long, I mean, I understand sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, yeah. but for a long period of time, like, no, people have been doing it for years and years, like 20 years on a job that they hate. Like what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> my parents did it. I watched them do it. That's the household I grew up in. That's why yeah. I started down this path. I was like, what do I do with my life? My parents were like, you get a job and you work that job for the rest of your life. <laughs> that's, yep. you that's, what,
0: that's how That was their idea of, of getting things done.
1: That's it. That's how you get shit done, and that's and, how you get shit done for other people.
0: Yeah. And
1: I, I wanted to get shit done for myself.
0: Yes. That <laughs> is the truth. That could go on to a conversation on a conversation on
1: a conversation. Um. But to emphasize your point of like, there are times in my life where I've had to work for other people. I yeah, got we, away. right? Yes. But I had a, I had an exit strategy and it's that exit strategy that is crucial. If you don't have that exit strategy, yeah, you're just miserable and you deserve better, my friends. You've got yep. a passion, you can monetize it. Do it. Yep. And that's what I tell like,
0: majority of my clients when we do sit and talk and they talk about work or talk about whatever is going on. Like uh, yesterday I have a client, um, she's a little older And she is about to retire. She's a teacher. And um, she's like, I'm like, well, when do you retire? And she's like, "Um, next year at the end of the semester. She's like, but I don't, you know, I still want to be able to live my life and enjoy things. I'm like, start a business. And she's like, oh, like when people hear it, they're like, they just laugh at me. And I'm like, so serious. (laughs) I'm like, there's so many ways to make money. Like you can, I'm like, start now while you're still working you know, to build it and have something built. And she's just like, no. I'm like, well, just start a podcast. I was like, get on there every day and just talk about, like, anything. Talk about your experience at work. Talk Like, just do something to build an audience. Like, just start there. Yeah. But no one, they're just like, eh, okay. Like, they just think she's a crazy girl. <laughs> well,
1: not not everyone's an entrepreneur. And I honor that. No, they're that. not. And, but- I
0: mean, but it can still be something as just, Something that you enjoy but you're you're making money off of it. You don't mm-hmm. have to try to become a millionaire, but you know that you wanna do these extra things once you retire. You wanna have this extra money. Yeah. Sell so flowers. Like it doesn't have to be this great huge
1: business idea it could be something even if it brings in like 50 bucks a month that's a nice month out you know yes yes. yeah massage
0: (laughs) and if you can build in if you can bring in 50 bucks a month you can bring in a thousand dollars a month a hundred i mean like you if you can do that you can do more absolutely Um, and the goal doesn't have to be like a million dollars so no but i'm always telling people to
1: do something (laughs) <laughs> it's okay to have low expectations for yourself. And this is where it's important to know what enough is, because this is the trap that people find themselves in. Is they're like, I had one. I joke that half my clients grew up with no money, and half grew up with way too much money. <laughs> one yep. of my clients who had way too but much find money. Find a balance. Had, it, there's a balance. But I asked her, okay, you know, you've got over a million dollars saved up. You're 22 years old. Like, what are you? What are you going to spend your money on? She's like, investments. And I was like, okay, what are you? What are you buying for investment stocks? Okay. <laughs> What are you going to do with those? Buy more stocks. I'm like, to what ends? Like,
0: right. how is this bringing? Like, where's joy the enjoy- is that what you enjoy? Or is yeah. that you're just doing it just because?
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love investing in crypto. I, I do. I dabble in crypto. That's fun for me every it's once fun. in a while. Yes. But I'm not doing it just to accumulate money for money's sake. I'm doing it because that's how I pay for my vacations. Right? Nice. It's how I pay for my travel. It's, it's,
0: a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a point to it.
1: There's a, there's a, I have a plan for it. That's essentially it. So I know Mm -hmm. how much I need to live my best life. I figured out ways to make that happen through multiple income streams, not just one, like one full-time job, but multiple income streams, including like I teach yoga at yoga studio. So I do technically work for someone else, but I have so much freedom within that. And I could walk away in, you know, a second and not lose any, you know, lose not even 10% of my income. right. So, creating that freedom for yourself, having a plan for your money to know, like, this is what brings me joy. So for this, this woman, she eventually realized that she really loved horses and could totally easily afford one. And so that's what we helped her do. So it's like, you know, it's whatever your horse is, whatever your yoga is, right? Like find that thing, have that plan for the money. Sometimes you can tie, tie them together. Like all of my yoga income goes back into yoga. That's what I use to afford my yoga retreats. That's what I use to buy trainings and workshops. And it's a zero-sum game for me, but that's how I want it to be because I have these other income streams to pay for the rest of my life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feed the yoga income into yoga because that feeds me, it feeds my business, and it feeds the rest of the world. So you can Foster find by yoga there. income. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you don't have to monetize every single hobby. You do need some hobby. And I say this as a Capricorn who does want to monetize every single hobby. <laughs> When's your you- birthday? Twelve twenty nine. When's yours? when you a Capricorn? Uh, December thirty first. Oh, yours might be worse than mine. Mine's pretty bad. Yours might be worse.
0: <laughs> might be because I'm like, okay, where's the? How do I make money off of it? That's always yeah. the question. <laughs> you throw yourself
1: a New Year's Eve party. You charge hundred and fifty bucks a pop. There you go. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Um. Any good advice lately? Has
0: any of your friends, anyone, any random person you talk to, any person give you great advice that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah. Oh, man. I just got like a flood. Um, My my bestie, Devin, we talk all day long. She gives me great advice. The last thing was a journal prompt that she gave me about a problem I was having in, in um, a relationship with someone in my family. And she asked me to write, what's the best case scenario here? And what feels true about that? What's the worst case scenario? And what feels true about that? And it helped me to work through how I was rationalizing my feelings when all I really needed to do was feel my feelings, but like it was too tender. I couldn't do it. I had to like write it out.
0: The writing so makes things way better.
1: Journaling, it's like it's like talking to God. It's like seeing, <laughs> it's seeing the divine experience through the human ego. <laughs> um Devin gives me great advice my yoga studio um I got some really good advice uh having to do with an adjustment that I was doing in class um where I realized I need to enter people's aura slowly and leave people's aura slowly and I think I can extrapolate that to like any energy that I'm trying to not manipulate because that has a negative connotation but any energy that I'm interacting with Um, I need to move slowly into it for myself just to understand, is this appropriate for me? And I need to exit slowly because I have a tendency to just slam the door when I think a relationship is over. Like, all right, that's the end of that. This chapter (laughs) is (laughs) over. And so being a little more graceful with that, that's been some good advice I've had of like, you can close the door. You don't have to slam the door. (laughs)
0: Depends on the situation. Yes,
1: sometimes like boarded up. Like, yes. <laughs> but this well, is where yeah. entering into the relationship slowly helps me see a little yes. more clearly, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Now that is good advice, right there. Entering slowly. Um, yeah, because yes, I'll just leave that there. <laughs> it has been a great joy talking to you today. It's been a fun. 43 minutes and 50 seconds. <laughs> is there anything that you would love to share that you, um, have to say to people
1: you're, how can they find you? How can they, how can you be contacted? Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at splendid.yoga. That's also my website, splendid.yoga. The .yoga is the .com. Um, And yeah, you can join my email list from there. I have a quiz for those of you who are interested in passive income. I have a quiz that tells you what passive income stream you should create based on your personality type. So you can check that quiz out uh, through my Instagram. That link is in my bio. Um, And the only message that I love to leave people with is that you deserve an easy life. And I know it's been way too fucking hard. I know (laughs) it has been, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry it's been that way. This world is crazy, but trust yourself. You are right where you need to be and you deserve an easy life filled with joy. And you can make decisions every day that bring in joy and make you feel better, or you can make decisions that make you feel worse. And usually it's a combination of those two things. But if you can make a few more decisions that make you feel better, lighter energy, more energetic, more excited to wake up in the morning, keep doing that stuff. That's where your heart is.
0: Thank you, Morgan. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's
1: been a pleasure.
0: Same, same. Thank you so much. I'll be contacting you soon um, for a little bit more information, but um, have a good day and thank you so much for showing up for me.
1: My pleasure, Erin. You have a beautiful (laughs) Tuesday. We'll talk soon.
0: Thank you. Okay, I did it. Um, that is episode six. Um, the episodes are just moving right along. I am having a blast talking to um, other business owners. If you are a business owner, if you would like to come here and share your story, I would love to have you. Um, please contact me on whatever platform this is. There's a way to contact me. Um, don't forget to thank God for your blessings. Don't forget to say our prayers. Don't forget to take care of your skin. Happy Tuesday. Bye.